Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Your time. We're here to talk about the cold emails that you've submitted. Will Allred, the original email wizard, is back. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Dude, good to be here. Look at all that hair that I don't have on my head anymore. Things change when you're eight, <laughs> man. I'm getting, I'm getting really old. I'll be 42 this month, man. 42. That's wild as hell. Yeah. Hey, all right. Scan this QR code. Check us out. Sellbetter.xyz. You want to learn more about what we do, why we do it, who we help? It's you. It's the sellers. It's the people that come into the room. Make sure you're checking out our YouTube channel. That's where we put a lot of highlights. Big shout out to our big time, long time friends at Zoom Info, killing it in the data game since time began. And now they are offering Sales OS to find your market access, the data that you need to make every single interaction count. Are you curious yet? You should be, but I'm giving you a chance to check it out for free right here. I'm putting it in the chat. Go get it, click on it, make that magic and check this thing out. It's brand new stuff that you can use to your advantage. Start selling the way that you should be selling, right? All right, let's check out what we're going to talk about today. We're going to get some questions for creating hyper-personalized emails. Those things are key. We have to ask questions. We have to get those in there somehow if we can. Uh, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're going to see a lot of emails today submitted by you. Thank you if you submitted an email. And Will's got a lot of hot tips that he's going to deliver. So without further ado, uh, let's let's look at the first submission. This is the original email submitted. Uh, first of all, explain what we're looking at. What does the number mean in the top right, Will? Uh, and then let's start with the feedback on this email. Yes. Um, so a little background on me, if y'all aren't familiar. Um, so I'm one of the co-founders at a company called Lavender. We've seen hundreds of millions of emails and that score, that number is zero to a hundred. What we're looking at is the likelihood that this email can generate a response based on a whole lot of data points mixed within this message. And when I tell our users um, what they should focus on, it's, hey, get your score into an A. So this is like at the very bottom of that threshold for being there. And one of the key reasons that this got to a 90 is because of the overall length of the message. It's like 63 words. So it's not terribly long, which if you think about your reader's behavior, what we're going to see is on average, they're going to spend maybe nine seconds reading your message. Most of them, by the way, are deleted within like three seconds. And so when I looked at this message, I'm like, all right, what are some of the key ways that we can go about fixing this thing? How can we make it more easily understood? And so I looked at the complexity of the, the overall message. The big reason this thing is not scoring higher than our product is because it's hard to read, right? Um, now, for the person on the other end who's receiving this, they probably know what a SCCM is. Yeah. Industry specific. Yeah, there's definitely some specific aspects to this message that are going to make good. What did you call that once? Internal camouflage, right? Yes. Um, that's particularly just... Oh, okay, okay. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, which actually, I really like this subject. It's short and like it doesn't necessarily scream like, I'm going to sell you. Um, if you're thinking about like being in the inbox on the other end, right? If this said like your client, uh, your client, Patch compliance strategy question mark. Yeah, you kind of like have that gut feel that like a sales pitch is coming before you've even read the message. My patch compliance, like compliance, maybe it's like, um, yeah, compliance question, compliance issue, uh, device management question. Like you could easily uh, write this a number of different ways to mm -hmm. test 
what's the best like kind of content to put in here. Um, but with this message alone, I, I really wanted to just like focus on how do I make this easier to read? So every single email in that message is, or every single sentence within that message was really, really, really long. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm not a huge, um, yeah, compliance guy. I'm not an IT manager. And so like I dug into our own product within chat GPT, I asked it a bunch of questions and, oh, I appreciate the, uh, comment there. Give me two seconds. No, it's no problem. I want to, while he's fixing his audio and thank you very much. We appreciate that comment. I want to point out the fact that what he's saying here is that this is a just fine email. There's nothing absolutely wrong with this email. It's just a bit too complex. And that's what we want to do is shrink it down. Uh, we talk all the time about mobile emails and how people read emails on mobile. You got to try to fit it into that screen, make it shorter, and you'll probably get a higher score. And that's kind of what you're seeing here. Will, give me a test. You yeah. got better audio? Yeah. Hi, can you hear me now? way better i think that's way better i think so let us know if will sounds a little bit better yeah there we go all right matt is happy so we can keep going um all right so when i went to revise this message i i didn't really change the subject line i just focused on yeah i asked you know our internal build of chat gpt what is the um what are what are like the key things that are going to tell me that this device management these things are problems right and so on those prompts, I asked a bunch of questions to get into the weeds of like what actually is going to like indicate that this problem exists. Because the problem as a reader is when I read that message, not only is it kind of hard to read, the sentences are kind of long, I'm, I'm just getting thrown in to a pitch, right? It's like all of a sudden I'm getting a, you know, hey, do you like want this product? And I'm like, not even close to being in that mindset of like, oh, I want this. Right, right. Uh, you haven't walked me through the logic. How you even got to the point of like, do you need this? Is that like the right thing? Sure. So, through a couple simple prompts, I got to, you know, open job roles, um, remote teams being like some key attributes that would drive device management being important. And so I just lean into those in right. this message. Right. Hey, I was checking out your open security analyst role. Recognize teams mostly re remote. See, what I'm doing here is I'm laying out the logic for a simple thing, which is, hey, is this thing a problem for you? And that is with your SCCM report. So I didn't like ditch the acronym or anything. I just like, I know they know what that means. With your SS, um, SCCM reports, do you often see device status unknown? We can help make those patches from a simple chart. Yeah, it's yeah, you know the Bing, problem. Bing, that's the that's the CTA right there. Is it right for Nate's comment right there? Is that your CTA? Yeah, the CTA is. Do you see this often? Yes or no um, question. Something that's very important with how I ask that question uh, is it's a yes or no. It's like a it's a very simple to answer question. I see a lot of people try this approach with email, and they'll ask like a how question, a why question, and that means I have to think about an answer. Yep. I just want like A versus B. Yeah. Hey, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? Prince's or Hattie B's, right? <laughs> it's like, you already know I want hot chicken. Like, I don't have to think about it. It's just, I want hot chicken, right? Yeah. So like, it makes responding really easy. Now you might be like, I actually want sushi, which like, yeah. Well, you were in Nashville. You're throwing me off, man. You're throwing me off. <laughs> 
let's well, let's get let's get feedback from the audience. I'm interested. Uh, okay, so did you find that feedback helpful? Let me get a one in the chat if that was helpful for you. You saw that revision, saw how much smaller that he could make that. Already, you might be seeing some stuff that looks like your emails. We're going to get into example number two here. There's, there's a very, very simple question here, which is what is hot chicken? Um, it is fried chicken that is <laughs> uh, very spicy. Uh, yeah, very spicy. And you can choose the range of spiciness in most of these instances. Uh, if you've never had Nashville hot chicken, strongly recommend trying that out. Okay. Uh, shout out to everybody. First of all, let's stop right here. Shout out to everybody that submitted an email because these emails are real sales emails that are coming in that have been written specifically like in this time period. So you're seeing real emails here. Uh, okay, Will, let's let's talk about this one. This one got an 88. So it's in the B range, right? Yeah. Um Last thing I want to note on that message about how we're reaching out to the IT manager, there's there's a few pieces of context that are missing. Um, one is the um, the signature line of the message, which is effectively a giant billboard of what you do. Um, but there's also a notion of like the context of who you're sending it to and why, which makes some of this a little bit difficult, right? Um, assuming it's purely a cold email, if you're taking that first message and you're sending it out, all you're getting is like active demand capture. If they're like, I'm actively trying to solve, you know, I'm looking for a tool that does this. And like your max range of response rate is going to be maybe 5%. Like if you make the right tweaks, et cetera. Right. But what we're trying to do is move away from demand capture and move into demand generation. So that was like a lot of the approach there, which is, hey, opening up conversation to drive to a larger in conclusion. So with this message, I actually, I love the trigger that drove this. I I love that like, yeah, they're at a new role. It's all there. It was just like some tweaks we could be making within the approach. Okay. The first so is using the first name token in the subject line. It makes me want to scream. Because, why, do this? why do you feel that way? Because the data says that if you include a first name in the subject line, yes, you will get more opens, but you will get 11% fewer responses. 11%? It's because the people right. who put a first name in the subject line are marketers. It's a marketing email tactic. Oh, and so when I look at that, I say, Will, we've missed you. I wanted to reach out to you and say congratulations, dot, dot, dot. I've got in my inbox probably... 500 other automated messages that look the exact same the exact same it is deleted upon receipt and the problem is is like there's actually really good context here and it's all missing right and so like when i look at this message there's restructuring that i want to do which is there's the most important piece is the middle paragraph which is hiding right oh, uh, right here yeah and this whole like opportunity for free text consultation like that to me is an odd i just like what does that even mean a but b like why is that enticing yeah right? they kind of know what they know because they're already familiar with your company you don't need a free consultation right uh and then the push to a calendar you're gonna get half as many meetings as byproducts so it's just like not the the right way to do it uh so yeah. jumping to my revision right before before we talk about your revision, I see some people submitting emails. That's wonderful. We appreciate it. Please email them to events at bettermedia.xyz. 
putting it in the chat now. Send your emails to events at bettermedia.xyz. Go send your emails there. We will use them on the next cold review that we do with Will. Uh, okay, so talk about your revision here. Let's make this. Let's make this. Yeah. this clear. Um, so the company name. Um, we just used an acronym there to put it in place. But like, you put the company name up front. They're already familiar with your brand. Mm-hmm. Like, don't fight it. Right. right. So putting the company name up there, and then, you know, exactly why you're reaching out, which is their new role, makes it very apparent for them to like, okay, I can understand exactly what you're putting in front of me and I can like decide whether or not I want to open that. Right. It's like, if I reached out somebody who used lavender to prior company, they went somewhere else. It's like, Hey, this is from lavender. Got it. And it's about my new role. Okay. And then I, they look at the preview text and they'll see loving the news about company. So like, that's the new company name that they're going to. And then they start to see as you dig in. Right. And so what this is is a much more human approach to this conversation um, than what we were doing prior. Prior was like the marketing team wrote that email. Let's be real. This is a one-to-one email that puts you in a much different conversation. This is a human-to-human interaction. This this looks like it came out of the automated spam cannon. Right, right. This like, definitely feels way more automated when I look at this rather than something like this. I feel much more attracted to this structure. Well, it's conversational, right? It's not me being like, would love to talk to you about a free consultation. Like, would you <laughs> ever say that to another? Behold the power of OxyClean. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, like, nobody should talk like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, hey, you're digging in. Would love to hear if you're seeing a need for text-based payments. Yeah. Um, know we had a great run driving on-time payments when you were at your prior company. Worth talking yet or should we hold off, right? That, that CTA, by the way, is A versus B. It's Princess versus Hattie B's. Is it time to talk or do we hold off? And like, talk now, talk later. But one way or another, we're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk at some point. And I'm not, I'm not pushing. It's like very much so I'm trying to create this pool for conversation. Yeah. By just like opening it up for dialogue. Yeah. yeah. The, the hardest thing in your sales is getting the initial response. So like, why do we try to drive some conversion to another step versus getting them in? And then we like every sales rep I talk to, they're like, um, once they reply, I feel so confident. Now, yeah, it says they're doing some things wrong in that, right? Like sales people tend to stop asking questions after the response. Right. Uh, I would love to tell you that the data shows like you should be asking multiple questions after they reply. Um, but like, the, the thing I look at is like, how can we get them in the door? How can we get that conversation started? Right. People love to use the uh, cold calling. Um, like they like to compare and contrast like cold calling. We're selling the meeting, right? This whole idea. And the problem is like, when you try to translate that to cold email, they haven't picked up the phone yet. Mm. You're just trying to get them to pick up the phone. And so get that response. Then you can start to move it to a meeting. I can't help you if like 95% of conversations are just not happening because you're not getting the answer to the phone. And so you got to be more human. Got to be that one-to-one. You're not a marketer. You're a salesperson. It's a one-to-one 
conversation. It's supposed to feel different than when people interact with marketing emails. I want to ask this question for everybody that's in the room. We've gone over two or three, I think two, we're going to get into the third one here in a second, but are you seeing some patterns in your own emails? When I look at this stuff, I see a lot of the current emails that I get and a lot of the emails that I've written myself. So I'm curious about what you guys think. Uh, what were you going to say, Will, and then we'll move to number three here. I saw, I saw Richard's note about loving the news about company. Uh, oh, yeah. It is a little generic, right? Um, but I, what I'm trying to do is, because I was looking at this message for a while, and I was like, do I move that down into like a PS? Be like, PS, so excited for you in a new role. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you could argue it one way or the other. Um, like I thought about it a lot, putting in the PS. But one thing I really wanted to do is just really, really truncate it recognizing that like the preview text is still going to buy me some space after that. And so I just really shortened it down. Um, so it's like, yes, saw the new role. It sort of like sets the context, sets the stage. Um, could you move it to a PS and have the exact same effect? 100%. Um, in fact, we have data on this, which is like, yes, that's personalized can drive about 35% more responses. So that actually might be the data back thing that you should do. Just when I was making this rewrite, I made the call to put it up front. Amazing, man. Yo, add that PS. That's a good little takeaway from this. You could definitely make an impact with that personalized PS. Will, check this out. 92%. 92% of you that voted are seeing yourselves. You're I got a new dabbers on the maybe, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, hey, you know, hey, it's okay. Like we understand, you know, it's not, it's not always comfortable facing the things that we can improve on, but this is why we do these things is because you should all see this stuff for yourselves. And I appreciate everybody's feedback. I'd see a good, probably some good questions in your mind. Get those into the Q and A. Will is great at thinking on his feet and giving you good feedback when it comes to your questions. So ask Will some questions. We're going to leave some time at the end. If we get it, we have a lot of emails to review. This is the one that was submitted. This is an original submission. This is almost a C email. So let's talk about why, Will. Yeah. Um, one of the core things driving this thing down is it's really informative. It has this like tone to it where it's just like, I'm telling you uh, it, this paragraph, text messaging is the preferred method of communication by your clients that our services have achieved a remarkable result, blah, 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 blah. Right. It's just like, no, no one cares. I'm in my inbox. I am flying through. I saw that paragraph and I was like, that no one has ever taken the time to read that start to bottom. Like it's just, it's something that people's eyes glaze over and like they go to the next day. Yeah. And so when I look at this and I look at like what's happening, what's being sent, what's the engagement or intent that's going to drive this? Like, I think it starts in the right place, but we have to recognize where the buyer is in their buyer journey right? right if okay i read a report on you know auto loan payments does that mean that i'm ready to purchase a text messaging solution right i don't know man like no, no correlation saw, there right i saw you read our web like went to our webinar on xyz are you ready to like buy a solution <laughs> so like i'm hearing what you're saying i'm i and it's a bit of a reach and it, it always is. It always is, right? Where it's like, hey, I saw like, um, you know, I saw you were checking out our latest report on CDP management uh, and the state of XYZ. And it's like, uh, I'm just a curious person. Maybe I was just checking it out. 
Like, and it just like goes straight to like, you should learn more about our product then. I'd be okay with, I'm just a curious person. I mean, that's a response. Yeah, naturally, right? Thank you so much for your curiosity. Here's some more resources. I would be like an opportunity for me to give. And that's a good flow, no? Well, it's, it's just, you, again, it's how do we turn these things into an opportunity to open up the one-to-one discussion? Um, HubSpot years ago was talking about this in the sense of what does the inbound sales rep look like? And it is that inbound sales rep is a guide for the buyer as they are learning and starting to understand their problems. A shepherd. Yes. They are shepherding this individual to a place where they can get to a place where they want to buy, but they're not there yet, right? This engagement, this intent, right? It's probably some sort of like white paper thing on the internet. And then you're just like throwing pitches at them. Um, I also have a, a very simple rule in my head, which is uh, each email is about one idea, right? Yeah. There's a one idea rule. Um, yeah. So I look at this message and it's like, I saw this. Here's a resource. Also, this other thing about like, do you want to use our product? What do I respond to, right? Yeah, it's just like jumbled logic that's all over the place. And so- Look at the rewrite. How'd you simplify this? Well, I simplify it really by like moving into a PS for that additional piece, right? Um, the other piece that I do within that is I try to use it as an opportunity to personalize further. So like, let's say this is the CFO and, or maybe it's a marketer, right? And it's like, Hey, if you're looking for some talking points next time you're chatting with insert said person's name, yeah. uh, the name drop, by the way, is the most underutilized thing within personalization of just like, cause everybody looks at, at the individual and they don't look at the account. And so I'm like, hey, you know, let's say I'm like reaching out to you and I'm like talking about Leslie, right? Like me name dropping, all of a sudden it just like catches your attention and you're like, what is that? Right. Um, so it's like immediately just puts it into like a super clear point. Um, so first thing I'm going to do here is simplify the subject line. Subject line is way too long. So it's just look at some question. Right. Easy place to just like shorten that down. Two words instead of four or five, right? Yeah. Uh, which is going to have a huge impact on your open rate. Then I just open it up with a question. Yeah. What did you think of our auto payment report? Right. It's kind of rhetorical. It's, uh, you know, maybe they're like, oh, I thought it was interesting. Or, yeah, they might just be like, oh, okay. Like it sort of primes them for conversation. Hey, given what we're seeing, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah. Of folks going to collections. The idea being, yeah, they downloaded the report. The report is about who is paying versus not paying. And so then like, I'm going to ask a qualifying question of like, you know, are you seeing what we're seeing? Does our data match? Does it yeah. add up in your head? Because they might read it and be like, I actually have a completely different problem. Right. And like, they- you're way off the mark. Yeah. You're, you're just totally off. But like, the way you're approaching this, A, way more human, way more conversational. Sure. Um, then you're bringing it into like texting can be a great way to drive that capture rate. So like if they haven't disqualified at that point, it's like texting can be a great way to do that. Yeah. This company saw this and largely it's because of that. Yeah. P.S. If you're looking for some talking points, happy to send over some articles. I'm not adding that aspect to it. I want to move the conversation forward to what I want 
as opposed to you know trying to get them into some article etc i can use that by the way um as a follow-up being like yeah hey given you did down this i just want to make sure i put this across your desk so that you had it um and then like leave that as a bone right this is just like a little nice follow-up reminder where i'm adding value um because let's be real most emails even if they're fantastic like our top a mike like he's getting a 49 percent response rate on his full email which still means 51 percent the majority of emails don't get a reply <laughs> yo and 41 percent reply rate hey uh for those of you for those of you that track your reply rates drop your average reply rate in the chat if you want to be brave and let us know what your reply rate is uh, sometimes I've seen like three and five and one and less, you know, and it, man, it's, that is the reality of many, many sales emails that go out, especially if you are living in 2016 and batch and blasting out emails. And even let's go a step further, like personalization at scale is kind of this thing that's a mythical thing out there. I remember I used to watch sellers that would do things like create videos and they would say, oh, I personalize, right? But then they would like do the video for Jim and then first name equals Jim in the Salesforce report and then send the video to all the gyms. <laughs> like this is the same thing, right? You can't send emails that way anymore. You must have something that represents you, what you've done to understand how this person is relevant. All these things really do matter. Plus that brevity. So let's ask, right? Let's ask for everybody that's in the room. What's been the biggest takeaway so far? And I'm okay. If you have something else, feel free. But these are like some themes that I'm seeing, and I want to know what you guys are seeing as well. And then we've got some good questions to ask, but let's go over one more email. we got a couple of more to go through here. Uh, Will, anything for you, from you before we move on to this next email? Um, no, I think what I would want people to be taking away from these is there's, there's a few key things. One, it's about conversation, not conversion. I think that is where people get so tied up in their heads is they get sweet old mind and like they're looking at their end goals and they're forgetting the other person on the other end. Right. Yeah. If, yeah, I appreciate y'all sharing some of these reply rates, but it's like, if you're under 5%, if you're under 10%, yeah, the sign, yeah, under 10%, you might have some better targeting. Um, but like if you're in that range, right, what's happening is like, you're trying to move people to a step that they're not ready for. You're you're missing the mark on where they're at in this moment in time. And it's it's not that they are not there and like could be a potential customer. Cause like, yeah, there's an argument to be had, like, well, let's just focus on demand capture because they're the most active and most likely to close. And it's like there's plenty of times I'm just like not thinking about that as a priority, but then you can change my opinion and make it. That's the difference between a good seller and a not great seller, right? So it's like, let's focus on just starting more conversations because that's going to make you know, the moment down the line when they are ready to buy a whole lot less cold when you're reaching out. So I want to, first, I, I appreciate everything you're saying right here. And a lot of you guys sharing your reply rates. Thank you so much. We appreciate you being honest. This is a tough time to be doing any kind of cold outreach right now. Tough time. Okay. So do not shy away from it. It's okay to embrace it. Check this out. Brevity, less words, uh, no jargon, some good stuff in here that people are taking away. That's, that's kind of some themes that I've been seeing as well. This is a good question right here. Sometimes 
I condense, this one comes from Anonymous. Shout out to Anonymous. Thank you for asking. Uh, sometimes I condense my emails and I feel like there's a lot missing from the context and important info. Should I be worried or just focus on the conversation starter? You just talked about this. It's about the conversation, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, you can get to the conversion by doing exactly that, right? Which is starting that dialogue. If I'm having a conversation with you, it's much more likely that I'm going to have a meeting with you than if I'm not responding to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I go for the conversation so I can earn the meeting. And I, like lately, I've been looking at like straight up, I, I will give people 15 minutes. That's all they need. Like it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. Hell, it doesn't have to be 15 minutes. I could do it in five. Uh <laughs> You know, yeah. it's really that it's really that kind of environment that we're in, and people appreciate that brevity. Yeah, well, it also like um, one of my uh, my favorite asks that that sellers are making after that conversation starts is like, "Hey, I don't want to clog your calendar. Would it be helpful if I just put together a quick fifteen minute like video? And that way you can watch it on like two x speed." And I'd be like, "And the question is like, and the question is like, <laughs> will you watch it? Will you watch it?" <laughs> it Honestly, knowing that I can put it on 2x speed and like listen to it in an Uber, absolutely. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Hey, that's some outside the box stuff right there. Uh, all right. This one probably was like the most shocking rewrite for me. Uh, so I'm interested to talk about it. And then we're going to get these questions answered for everybody. But uh, this is the original email that was submitted. Now, I want to point out it's already an A email, uh, but let's let's see why it needs work. Talk to me about this stuff. Yeah. So it's what's a hedge word? What's a hedge word? Uh, a hedge word, uh, think about that as um, might, may. Uh, I call these doubt words. If Yeah, it's it's things where I'm like, I'm hedging. I'm hedging my bets. Mm. Um, then the last is interesting. Perhaps we can connect. They can make things a little extra wordy. Um, I'm by the way, I like this email. So I, I thought it was a fun challenge to have to rewrite. Um, the, the things that I was looking into when I was doing my rewrite were the tone of like particular sentences. So the, here's the deal about half of the users leaving your platform are doing so because they find it hard to use. Bro, you don't know me. Like, don't tell me that. Like that is, you are just like coming in way too hot. And so like, I read that and I'm, I'm out. Like that's, that's like a, don't tell me you know my business. I don't even know you. <laughs> yeah. You don't know me. Like, users are leaving your platform because they find it hard to use. I'm like, okay, bro. Like, here's, <laughs> the deal. Here's, here's the deal. I'm not going to respond to this. But, like, yeah, I, I do like the the pattern disrupt of, like, how they put these sentences together. It's sure. just I'm thinking through why this email isn't getting responses. It's because of the tone coming mm -hmm. from those messages, which is, you are entering somebody's like they are in like a state of like fight or flight, like pure defensiveness. Sure. <laughs> so, like what's about to come at me? <laughs> yeah. As soon as you come at me, I'm like, nah, well. <laughs> uh, so like I get where the, the seller's mindset was at, right? Which is like, all right, I'm gonna sell to the pain, not the gain. Like right. get them in this like state of mind and like they're doing all the right things. It's like, it could be a little shorter, but like <laughs> overall, like it's not hard to read. It's fairly simple. Here to see how, like, I like the, 
the CTA there. So like, I I do like the care to see how. I got to give the guy credit, the person credit that wrote this. Uh, this human does have a good CTA right there that got me. Yeah. Let's see the rewrite because yeah, I think I, the rewrite for me. What, I'm nitpicking to find. I understand. You had to find something, right? I had to find something. Yeah. So, so, so let's look at the rewrite. When I saw this rewrite, I was like, get out of here. Like this has to exist. Are you all ready? <laughs> look at this rewrite. Talk to me, dude. Make it make sense. <laughs> so it's it's actually really funny. Um, I I got a really similar email the other day, uh, and the only reason I didn't respond, I actually, like, it's coming back to my inbox, and the only reason I didn't respond is because the subject line was like, first name, was checking out your website, and I was like, okay, that's spam. Um, but the brevity of this is just like really clean and easy right on your site surprised i can't find any tutorial videos have you looked into making a fun how-to video might drive better usage and then i'm going to lean really hard on my signature line to explain exactly what the heck i do right which like it should say something like you know will growth that you know cool how-to videos.com uh we make really easy like how-to videos but, like that's like where the signature line can carry a lot of this message. Yeah. Um, but what I was really trying to like cut into was a little bit of the wordiness, but also the tonality aspects, right? So we were talking about hedge words that might there, like, hey, might might drive better usage, right? And like even the question I'm asking, right? Which is just like, I don't assume that you haven't thought about this. If the you don't have this, you're messing up your entire business tone. Yeah. Instead, it's just like, have you thought about doing this? Like, am I just like totally off and thinking that this would be super helpful for you? I I love the the brevity here. I was shocked because it was two sentences. And you often think, well, that's not enough context to the question that we got earlier, right? Sometimes it's not necessarily about the context of you or what you do. Sometimes it's simply a matter of playing on that human curiosity that yeah. human aspect that we all need to tap into to be able to get some stranger to talk to us you know the job yeah. is to talk to strangers don't forget um all right i got i got a lot of questions here by the way Go one ahead. thing that i would i would um i would add in those caveat is like there is a chance that they read that and they're like that's a generic mass send and so the follow-up it needs to be just like a picture of you in their platform and it's like where's the video right here right it's like right here i don't know why it's not there and like that's where i'd be like okay and then like the follow-up is like hey i wanted to show some examples of how we could probably do this and then like case studies yep i listen my uh chris merrill shout out chris merrill he's always uh, like we talk sometimes and he's like oh we just had this like quick brainstorm and we thought of like ten thousand things that we were like duh why aren't we doing this that video would be that moment for that person where they'd be like, oh, sh makes total sense, right? We should have that. So I love that that aspect. Which, that, by the uh, way, like one, two, three, those three emails, like probably be a total of like a hundred words total. Yeah. Um, and then like maybe at the end you just do like a, hey, like I'm clearly off the mark here. You've probably already thought about this and there's something I'm just not seeing. Let me know if this ever becomes a priority. We can help. And like that'd be the fourth touch and then you're out. Yeah, well, so notice, guys, that he's four touches, you know, good attempts, strong, and then you're out. 
I say four touches, good attempts, strong, and then I might drop you into a nurture campaign. But that's me. What? <laughs> yeah, marketing can, can take it from there, right? But like, you got to prioritize your time. That's right. All right, let's get to some Q&A. Will, you ready to go? Let's do some rapid fire. All right. Uh, how do you recommend navigating having sequences that management requires you to use and the lack of this type of formatting and the ability to tailor your message as it goes out? This is a good question. Yeah. Um, I think about this in a couple ways, right? Like, I'm never going to be out here and like, screw management, like, do it. Managers, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, like, bad, bad, bad. I think in some ways, like, where you have manual steps where you can um, make these adjustments, like, product can be really helpful here to just like hack away at the templating that they give you and you can apply some of these frameworks um the other piece is just in how you manage expectations with your boss mm. right which is like hey i know we've been doing it this way it's working this way and like yeah here are the results are you okay if i take a, a list and i create my own sequence using some frameworks i've learned online that i think could work pretty well now if it doesn't work not the end of the world we go back to your way but are you open to me at least trying with a couple of key accounts that I think we could break in with? And like, okay, you've set expectations. You've told me that you're going to go above and beyond to do your job. If that manager is not open to that, they're not doing their job, which is setting up smart people to do smart things. And so it's all about how you show up in that conversation and manage expectations in that. But yeah, the the notion of like, well, this is just how we've always done it, right? Um, there's probably I- something and know how that's thinking through. I would say if that's you and you're on this call, uh, it's worth A-B testing. Again, get the permission to do it, but it's always helpful when you can come with the data and be like, here's the results from what you guys do and what you tell us to do, and that's wonderful. Here's the results from my B test and the thing that I did on my own, and I think we could probably find a way to make some changes that would help this improve. The data won't lie to your managers, but if you have no data, you're basically just throwing your opinion out there. So collect the data, become the scientist. That's what's going to register. All right, here's a good question from Harshad. I think I'm saying your name right, Harshad Patil. It says, using Lavender and love the email coach feature and suggestions that it gives the short to shorten the sentences. I saw positive growth open so far. Thank you for that shout out. This question comes from Gianluca and it says, what's the correct word limit for a better email? I mean, there's no correct word limit. I could write a... 400 word email within our product and it would still give it an A. It's just a matter of the different aspects and pieces that you're going to pull. Like, yeah. you got like a bunch of levers that you can yank on. Yep. Um, I think the most important thing you could be doing is ensuring that it's like relevant and specific to the person that you're reaching out to. Mm. Um, personalized emails right now are getting 1200% more replies than their automated peers. Uh, 1200%. I just wanted to say it one more time so y'all could catch that. <laughs> yeah. That's um that's up by the way from the 100% that was last year. So like it's becoming more and more and more important. Um and the, yet AI is writing a lot of emails these days. We have to calm down with that, right? Uh yeah, I've, I've got my my Let's not open the AI can. Let's not open the AI can. <laughs> uh, you, you can get me going because I I'll go. <laughs> But like, I think one of the things that a lot of folks need to realize is A, the data layer is incomplete. And then B, if AI is sending out a bunch of emails off the exact same data points, those things become no different than high first name. So it's like, 
we have to think about how do we go deeper and how do we do the things that other sales reps aren't going to do. At the end of the day, if you're not going to do the work, it's not going to work. Um, yeah, AI is not some silver bullet that everyone hopes it to be. No, there are no silver bullets. We say that all the time. Pragmatism is the religion of sales. Do not forget that that is true 100% of the time. This one comes from Tanzila. Uh, thank you for this question. It says, how do you connect or how to connect with prospects who read your emails multiple times or forward them, but don't reply? Good question. Well, I would look at what the message is. Uh, uh, I would look at what you sent them because if it's overly pitchy, like I was talking to a sales leader last night over dinner and he was talking about, you know, how he gets bad emails and he forwards them to his team so that they know not to send those emails. Yeah, 47 emails, is 40, 47 opens on one email is probably not great if you didn't get the reply. <laughs> right, and I'm I'm looking at that and I'm like, Ooh, maybe maybe you shouldn't have said that. Um, but the, um, the other thing to like think about is maybe I'm talking to the wrong person. Yeah. Um, to which a great email is, hey, um, recognize, you know, this might not be the right conversation for you. Typically when I'm talking to XYZ type customer, yeah, you're the person who I'm ultimately speaking with, uh, would, and then insert the person's name, be a better person to talk to, recognize reason that you'd want to go talk to them, right? Get the referral through doing the work and being like, you know, just thoughtful about it. Thoughtfulness is what's going to take people a long way. And that's another theme that I'm seeing with the rewrites as well as the tones of these emails that are getting 1,200% more replies. It's that tone that you're using that's going to get that reply. Will, I want to thank you for coming and sharing your wisdom today. Uh, all of the stuff that you have shared today has been helpful. I think a lot of people saw themselves in these emails. It's okay, y'all, uh, to be able to admit that we can change and make ourselves better. That's why we do this show. That's what we do here. Check out our sponsor, Zoom Info. Once again, we'll drop that link in the chat for you so that you guys can check that out. I want to tell everybody, thank you for spending your time with us. I know that it's tough to get the time to learn and invest in yourself. And that's why we do this for you every single day. Uh, there's the solution for Zoom Info. You want to get started with that and check out all the things that that sales OS can do for you. Follow us on social media. Check out our website, sellbetter.xyz. Reach out to me personally at Say What Sales, And we are going to drop Will's LinkedIn in the chat right now. Everyone should go connect with Will. Learn more about Lavender and how it can help you write better emails. It's a fantastic tool that's been helping a lot of salespeople the world over. So make sure that you go and connect with Will Allred. He is the OG, the original email wizard. Don't forget it. I want to thank everybody once again. We will see you next time when we bring you another stellar guest to help you sell better. Have a great day, everybody. Awesome. Thanks, y'all.